You're listening to the Winnebus.net Podcast Network. Oh my god, it's like the third episode of Deliberations of Doom, and we've expanded, and not just my waistline. (laughs) (laughs) This is our Best of 2016 Part 1 episode. We're talking about the best of horror movies in 2016, and a little bit of television shows, and, you know, maybe political campaigns. Uh, (laughs) Joining me as with the first two, we've got the Summers Brothers. Howdy. Hey. (laughs) And then over here, we've got our new guests... You go Patience, yourself. that's me. Uh, and I'm Philip. So, and you know. everybody is a, a big horror fanatic. We're all really into it. Just a little bit. Hell, uh, Philip just got done make like just like uh, winning awards at festivals for his new horror film that he made. Yeah, yeah. Which um, you can't see yet. So it'll be out May 12th though. So okay, yeah. soon. Yeah. Uh, and tell them what it is again. So oh, it's called Dead Awake. It's uh, from the creator of Final Destination about sleep paralysis. It stars uh, Jocelyn Donahue, Jesse Bradford. Lori Petty, Jesse Borrego. It's got some cool, familiar faces and uh, comes out May 12th. Mm. And then I just finished new on or in post on, so. That's, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I could already, I know. He's like, yeah, you've had it. You can watch it. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I will. <laughs> uh, Patience, you, I know you also, you do a bit of ghost investigation. I do. I used to do a lot more than I do now, but I used to be a paranormal investigator. Um, now I just write about the paranormal, mostly. Unpublished as of yet, but soon to be. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Is there any place online people can find the stuff you do? Uh, nope, not not right now. But I've been uh, been sending stuff out to uh, literary magazines like crazy. So we'll see how that goes. Right on. And then the Summers Brothers, of course, you can see their latest short that they have made together, Rob and Russ. Uh, where, where can they see that online? Uh, the bench is currently at festivals, but it will be on lunch soon. Oh, I thought it already was. No, not, not you just... can see the trailer on uh, on our website, grandschemeproductions.net. And ah. there's a page there just about the bench. So I feel like that. I don't do anything compared to this room of people. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> sit on the couch, watch movies, and bitch about them. <laughs> That's important, too. <laughs> there's a place for me. It's called hell. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's just dive in here. We basically didn't do a top five or anything like that. We were like, no, nah, let's like just put together a list of things we thought were worthy of mention, and including stuff, though, that other critics were saying were putting in their top five and top ten, some of which we're going to disagree with and say why, some of which we will <laughs> agree with. But you know, let's start off with uh, one of the big ones from uh, wide release, and that was Don't Breathe. Now, i got to say, personally, like I was shocked when some of my fellow critics came out of this hating it. Like, hating it. Like, that was the dumbest twist ever. I'm like, really? It seemed totally... Like, literally, I went and like, so your problem with it was this. And then I would explain to them how it was possible. They're like, whatever, it's still stupid. You're like, I throw my hands up. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I thought it was unexpected. I liked it. I actually, like, don't breathe. I liked the twist that uh, one particular scene that um, is uh, difficult for a female to watch was, was particularly well shot. 
Yes, yes. And uh, you're like... Two th- words, turkey baster. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some people had problems with that, but I was like, I thought, like, you know, people were like, anytime we get into stuff that starts in horror or anything else starts dealing with creepy and sex at the same time, now people are quick to, like, catch on fire and well, run around the street I mean, screaming. And I thought, in that particular case, you're like, hey, you're, you're he's the villain! Yeah, I mean, horror's <laughs> supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. That's his point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was uh, extremely tense. And, uh, I, yeah, I heard the same complaints where people had a problem with that one scene. But to me, I thought it actually made it extra creepy because I had never seen that done in a film before. And the fact that... I don't want to give any spoilers out, but the fact that he rationalizes that by doing it this way, he's a better person <laughs> made it extra creepy for me to watch. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, for me, like that wasn't the part that kind of, the only part that ever lost me was like, if the guy ever had a problem, don't worry, the dog will fix it. <laughs> and that was kind of like the one story flaw where I found where the guy definitely had his limitations, but it didn't matter because he had Cujo, who was smarter <laughs> than all the characters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> every every time like Jane Levy would get a catch a break. Oh yeah. There's Cujo. The dog. the dog was definitely <laughs> fucking smarter than every character in the movie. And that was the only part that I was like was a, a little bit of a flaw, but it, it, he had to. I mean, the guy was blind. He had mm-hmm. to have something help him, and it works. I, I loved it. It was very tense. Uh, I think it's a a pretty exciting movie. Um, the director, uh, he'd done Evil Dead before, which I was pretty lukewarm on, and this really showed he has great visual sense, he's a really great storyteller, he did a lot with such a simple premise. And actually, as far as the, um, somewhat controversial stuff, it was difficult for me, but having rewatched the movie, I realized you kind of have to make him the villain, Mm because otherwise... Those guys are the, our heroes are the villains, and mm-hmm. they're breaking into this. And really, the blind guy is the hero, and then you realize there's more going on. So I, I thought it was I had a great time at that. Yeah, because it starts off morally gray as an audience member how you feel about mm-hmm. this as it goes along. Because yeah, okay, they broke into his house, and he just murdered that dude mm-hmm. Colt straight up. But we're still like, well, dude, you broke into his house. Yeah. You guys had that coming. <laughs> and then by the end, you're like, no, 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 fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really tense and exciting, and uh, you just watched it. Yeah, I just watched it a couple days ago, so it was it was definitely one of the better uh, horror films of the year. And I thought I, I totally saw why it was a big hit. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, I personally really like Fede Alvarez's Evil Dead. I, I, it was one of those like I was so worried I was gonna hate it because that's just like that means a lot to me that whole genre. I mean, I've watched every episode of Ash versus Evil Dead as well, and yeah. I've seen all the movies. I don't even know how many times. But I think, like, knowing it's not a remake, that it's, a, like, a new side story, before I saw it, helped him tremendously in enjoying it. Because yeah. I'm, like, not looking for it to be a remake or redo that universe. And they've said as much that, no, no, it, it wasn't. The original plan was, instead of the television show, they were going to do more movies that would tie back in that universe to the other universe. Yeah, mm. I think you and I are, like, the only two people that liked that movie. I loved it. <laughs> I liked you I, Actually, because we just rewatched this, I'm going to... Or re rewatched uh, Don't Breathe. I'm going to go back and, and see if I missed something the first time around. Because he's obviously a really talented you got writer. Jane Levy is the star in both of them. That's true. Yeah. yeah. She's great as well. The cast in uh, Don't Breathe deserves a shout-out as well. They're, yeah, they're all pretty awesome. Good. She's not related to Eugene Levy, is she? I... That would be weird. Sure, her I feel like the eyebrows would have definitely... I mean, did eyebrows skip a generation? I mean... Yeah, it's, it's just like being a medium, yes. All right, so moving to the art house, we're going to talk about one of the films that was on pretty much every major 
top ten horror list of the year, which I found personally kind of surprising, was The Eyes of My Mother. This is a very short 77-minute film that, to me, felt like it was a lot longer than that. <laughs> um, I, I did not hate this film. Let me be clear on that. It was... A glowing review. Is that going on the poster? <laughs> I know. That's, well, I did not hate this film. I guess there are worse things you could watch this year. <laughs> Chris Cox, I did not hate it. <laughs> oh, it's like a, a little black and white study of a, a young girl who grows up to become a serial killer on a farm... And it's definitely very arty and very contemplative, it's black and white, and ultimately kind of boring. That was—I don't know—that was me. Maybe one of you guys disagree because I actually disagree. Okay. I loved, I loved this film. I loved the ambiance that it set with the black and white. It is slow. It's mm-hmm. definitely a slow burn, but um, I just thought her progression. From just this childhood to this crazy person was fantastically done. I, I, I was a very uncomfortable movie to watch. So you're with the majority, because like I said, on every website I went to that had really? a top ten, it was on the list. Huh. So. Yeah, I, I didn't know much about it going in and watching it. And, uh, you know, it played Fantastic Fest, and I didn't get to see it there. And so, you know, I was able to finally watch it. And uh, I actually really liked it a lot. Um I think a lot of the things that I, I feel that people were complaining about it, you know, the, the slowness of and how it was shot and certain things, a lot of that was definitely, you know, based on, like, budget. Because he, he would make choices quite often where the camera would linger really long and stay away from scenes where action is happening. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that it worked one or two times, but he literally did it, you know, five or six times. He would always cut away from any type of gore or action that was happening. It was always cut. It would literally go... You know, a creepy look, then next thing you know, she's cleaning up blood. Mm -hmm. And that happens five times in the movie, which I get it. It's cool, and, you know, your imagination's more powerful once, maybe twice, but throughout was a little much. And I thought it was extremely well done. I loved it. I would actually wish she had a couple more dollars to maybe, you know, do things a little differently, make it a little bigger. Because, again, like, she pulls up to the bar, and the camera just stays in the car. Five minutes of her just, like, sitting in the car and then walking to the bar. And and, and they probably didn't have the budget to go in the bar and shoot. And so the camera just stays in the car. I thought you were trying to sell me on this (laughs) beat. No, no, no. But but, but I liked everything about it. I liked everything about it. I just wish he had more means because I really saw some really cool stuff where you're this horrible person who's doing these bad things. The only humanity you have is this person pretty much tied up in your barn. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's pretty psychologically deep, and I liked it, but passing it on to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I thought it was punishing and pretentious. <laughs> um, I mean, I I could not believe the list of festivals it was on. It's it's obviously, I mean, from a technical standpoint, it's it's sort of beautifully shot, especially with the the black and white, and uh, and it has some really striking moments in it. But uh, it it felt. The the character felt so sort of divorced from anything actual, like, based in reality. And I, I get that it's sort of a tone poem, and it's not a strictly realistic movie. It's sort of dreamlike. But I, I just... The, the character, the, the main character, I should say, was basically anything that they needed the script to do, and the script went to some really weird places. I, I just... I was out on the whole thing. It was, it was a tough watch. Yeah, so... Russ had prepped me for this um, beforehand, so I think my expectations were way low. And I actually was really into the beginning of this movie. I I, I was expecting that, like, am I just going to watch this and fast forward or something? I don't even know if I want to get through this. And once it started, um, it it actually, a few things happened right away, which I thought were pretty exciting, uh, or at least pulled me into the movie. And then um, it, it did... 
I, I feel I feel like it went to more places maybe than than Rust did. Um, I felt like uh, there was a progression. There was an interesting idea. It, it made me think about uh, kind of consider horror since we put this on the list as a horror movie, and I thought. I think like we're talking about with like Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe is kind of a roller coaster. It's the way we think of a horror movie. Like I want to go to a horror movie with my date and I want to see, a, you know, kind of, you know, some stuff jump out and, and have stuff be really exciting. And this is different. It's more disturbing. It's more horrific. And I really question my, what am I watching here? Am I watching a horror movie? But by the end, I, it, there was things going on. I, I think by the end it, it runs out of gas because I felt it didn't really know how to wrap things up. And it didn't, it had put you through a lot of pretty disturbing, graphic, upsetting imagery. And then it, it just, I didn't understand what the point was. It hadn't really found a way to put together its themes, its ideas, and its visuals into something that amounted to anything that sort of made the journey worth it. So I feel, I probably fall in the middle of everybody more than, more than I thought though. I, I like the movie more, but it is definitely not a movie I would recommend to anyone. It's just, <laughs> it's just such a difficult film. I mean, it's, it's very upsetting in a lot of stuff. So if that's your, if that sounds like something that's interesting to you, um, you may want to check this one out. Yeah. Uh, or be like, you're someone who has actually murdered lots of people. Yeah. I mean, feel like, wow, I've been waiting for something like this since Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I mean, this really I, speaks to me on my level. I did find moments compelling, yeah. like Patience did. I, I did find things interesting. And scenes took a twist that, the beginning, this guy gets into their house, and you really don't know where the scene's going to go. And I love... Any movie where I don't know where something's what's going to happen next, and I didn't know what was going to happen next, and mm-hmm. yeah, some was, shit went down, like serious shit. So. Plus, the relationship with her father was just so creepy. It oh, was yeah. that. That was, yeah. very, that was very Hitchcock, that, that yeah. section. That was very, very psycho. I mean, if you, if you hate your parents, is. this is a really good movie. <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, because, yeah, there's definitely stuff that's really compelling here. It's just by the end, I was kind of like, okay, well, it felt like an almost Well, it doesn't, yeah. all, all, you know. It, it really, it almost ends abruptly like you feel like there's another well, act or something well I'm yeah. telling you there's a lot of things that I feel budget could have helped out I don't say that very that often sense. yeah like even like when the father walks in on the guy who's pretty much done some horrible stuff to the mom yeah you hear a noise and then it just cuts and you have no idea what's happened who's cleaned yeah. up what That's who's done point. what to what and it cut around every single scene that involved any sort of harm to anybody was cut around and so you really had no idea like oh okay I guess he the old man took over this guy. Something you, 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 you had to use a lot of imagination. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's why I liked it, mm-hmm. is I was filling in the gaps in my brain, and that was working. It was like reading a book in a weird way where I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, I've got to fill in some areas. And that, that worked for me, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely some low disclosure stuff, and I, I went, I rewound a couple times. Be like, did, I, what, did I miss something? Oh, for sure. oh Especially gosh, the scene you're talking too. about, because yeah. I was like, I thought that's I missed like something. a serious thing to not show a reaction to. And then... But again, I think the film concentrated on the girl's, the effect on the girl and, and the way she sort of probably didn't always know what was going on. Um, interesting about budget. It's not something I considered. Um, that makes sense, though. But, uh, and, I, and, I, and I rarely say that. Yeah. I, I'm like, I rarely think that. I just think in this particular case, he had something was there, there more, a little bit more. Do you feel, you felt like he would have done it differently with oh, more of a budget, he wouldn't I, have edited or cut it the same way. I, I think he would have, or with more money, he would have had a producer with the sense to tell him to. Yeah. Hopefully. But I, <laughs> Who knows? I wonder if that, with a bigger budget and more of that stuff filled in, it then becomes more of a conventional movie. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not sort of the 
art house horror that it is right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, I think there's this horror is a real tricky term. Well, there's a quite a few movies on this list that are going to fall into this conversation yeah. about <laughs> yeah. what is horror. Yeah, yeah very true. Definitely. Right. Well, one that is definitely horror, <laughs> we're going back to the mainstream, is Lights Out. Uh, this is based on a, a short film that you have all seen if you've been on the internet. Yeah. You know, it's been making the rounds for years of like, just a, a gimmick where it's like, oh, when the lights are out, you can see in the shadows, like a figure standing there and you flip them back on, then flip them back up and it gets closer. You're like, okay, it's a really creepy little short. And, it's a kick-ass uh, short. And uh, James Wan was like, uh, that was kind of cool. I'm going to get, get the guy who made that to make an entire movie. And I went... That is never going to work. How are you going to turn that gimmick into a full-length movie? And uh, it worked. (laughs) At least for me, it did. I really enjoyed this much more than I thought was possible, even though it it, it is one of those sort of like, it's got one thing to do, and it does it so well, you're like, all right, I don't know if I want to see a sequel, but that one thing, you nailed it this time. I hated this movie. (laughs) I hate to say it. Um, I just thought it was so predictable. I mean, how many times are we going to see this movie? What we have, like, the Tooth Fairy movies and Darkness Falls and all of these other movies from, like, the 90s. And here we are with just, it's it's another same same movie. And seriously, that boyfriend, I wanted to kill, (laughs) I wanted him to die. He was so flippin' annoying. I and I mean, it's it didn't further the story like the annoying kid in the Babadook. Like that was there was a point to that. This dude was just straight up like die already. Oh my God. Like patience. I think you and I sitting next. To, well, we're sharing a brain right now because I mean I didn't hate the movie. I thought like you know I always have to look at it from a production standpoint. It was very well made and done, yeah. but to me. It reminded me of those email pranks you would get back in the days where it's like that picture and people were like staring at it for 15 seconds at the end of the time. <laughs> it was literally... So many an, jump scares. Yeah, it was literally an 80-minute long one of those where you just stare at it and you wait for the thing to show up in the darkness. And uh, yeah, and the boyfriend's character, if you watch the movie again, just watch what the fuck is he doing in these scenes. He has no, no business purpose. being at the school. Yeah, he has no business being at the money. He has no business being at E. He doesn't even have any dialogue. He's just standing there. And if you watch him, he just kind of like looks around and touches something. And it, 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 it's just a weird like. Maybe he's actually the monster. <laughs> Maybe. But I guess as far as movie goes, it was it's a pretty shiny movie and it had good scares. But as far as substance and story, it was a ninety minute gimmick to me. No, very thin, paper thin. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. That, but I but you enjoyed, enjoyed it, it for enjoyed that. It. It's agree. the same way I enjoy it when I go to a haunted house, you yeah, know, and I don't mean sense. to be dismissive about that. Yeah, this is not deep at all. No, but, no, but no. it did this type of thing better than most movies that try to, which is most Hollywood horror films. That's, yeah, that's like true. it did it much better than most of them. That's true, Russ. Um, yeah, I I like the movie. I'm I'm on the same page with uh, with Chris. I, I certainly see y'all's, y'all's <laughs> points over there. They're fair, but I I agree. Like uh, as far as being a straight ahead, just jump scare, fun, like date movie, I think this movie is really successful and is not as dumb as it really should be. It should be a really, really dumb movie, and it's not. And, you know, I thought the performances were good. I'm, I mean, it just, for what it was, I, I enjoyed it. Um, well, I think I maybe like this movie most of everybody here because I, I went and I really, again, was like, like I love the short. 
And um, it's a really good horror short. If you haven't seen it, like, seek it out. It, it's really effective. It's really neat. And it's pretty low budget. So I thought, they gave this guy a whole movie? Like, what's he going to do for a whole movie? And um, it it is not a scary movie in the way that, you know, something like The Shining is a scary movie. Oh, no, Extras, no. It's, it's kind <laughs> of a fun movie. And it's a movie for people who probably don't aren't big horror fans like us who just like oh, I like to see a scary movie with like my friends and you know like that that's this is a good movie for that it's like you know you, there's some jump scares I did find that there was something he thought of something it was maybe a little stretch but there was something interesting going on with Teresa Palmer's character in that she understood that this had happened before and no one had believed her mm-hmm. and it had affected her and while maybe not the deepest or most complex character. I like that thread, that interesting idea that this was a, a sickness that had sort of infected their family. And I really liked that there was at least something else going on besides sometimes when you turn out the lights, there's a creepy person in it. There was there was an explanation, and, and I, I, I like that. Um, the boyfriend thing never occurred to me. Hey, watch it again. Just watch it's it. It's really funny. He is there. He is there in a lot of scenes. So like, you know, he's hanging out. But let me tell you, I, I would say this. To me, his character makes total sense because if Teresa Palmer was my girlfriend, I would never leave her side. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Yes. Okay. You took the words out of my You're with me on that yeah. one. I always feel like she, like, Kristen Stewart is like the evil brood that came off of the good Teresa Palmer, you know, because they look so There's similar, a horror movie right like, there. She's like the dark evil twin that they hides in the closet and Teresa Palmer is a good girl who's full of light and hope. Did anybody else find it weird though that like she showed up to her mother's house and just happens to find like a police detective files full of every case information I know, to I advance the story? Like, Mother had Where it like, in her room. The answer is no, I don't find that weird. <laughs> it was literally like, hey, here's this box I don't know about every you go to your mom's house. <laughs> when I go to my mom's house, there's police files everywhere. It's just but, and it fills in all the holes in the story that you ever need yeah, filled in. So you open up mom's box. It's like, oh, it's convenient. Okay. Okay. She, it is, she has a label maker thing on it that just says <laughs> exposition. Yeah. This will fill in any, any story hole. It's a, it's a 77 minute movie, I think. I may even be less so i was like that's cool you know whatever i don't care whatever you gotta do fair enough all right let's get back to art house and talk about certainly one of the most talked about films of the year even though a lot of us saw it last year i think philip and i did at least uh the witch or the vavitch yeah if you don't get that joke stare at the poster it's like, I, I totally get people who tell me they didn't enjoy this. I get it. This is a very slow burn atmosphere piece. You know, it's very pretty. It's very creepy as long as you're not staring at your cell phone off and on while you're watching it. I think it's one of those, I can't imagine even watching this outside of a theater, you know? Yeah, like, I'm- it's, so you have to be thoroughly, like, into this this 17th century New England, very close to reality witchcraft story until it's not. <laughs> you know, the director put in so much research to make sure everything was like dead on with how things actually were. It's an admirable film that, yeah, at points I kind of wish moved a little bit faster than it did, but it was still really beautiful. And it is such a find with Anna Taylor Joy yeah. as the actress here, mm-hmm. who like definitely one of the biggest breakout stars of the year from her performance in this. And sure enough, she's signed up to be in like five major Hollywood films right now she's because awesome. of this. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed The Witch. But like I said, if you're one of those people, you're like I just can't get into the super slow, just creep atmospheric stuff. Then by all means, don't watch this movie. 
Like, if you didn't like the Babadook, oh my god, don't watch The Witch. Right. Although, something's wrong with you if you didn't like the Babadook. <laughs> but anyway. I love The Witch. This is my number one film for the year. Um, but I also have a super soft spot for period pieces. Like, I just love period pieces. So this one was, like, my two favorite things in the world. It, you know, like a very realistic, historically accurate period piece merged with horror. And, I mean, it, it's definitely not for everybody. It's a slow It's a slow movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And talk about annoying characters. The little <laughs> The little kids, the twins in this movie, I mean, I was, uh, but, but they actually served a purpose, unlike, you know, Lights Out. Um, they actually, you know, furthered the plot. So I actually, I loved it. I loved the ambiance. I loved the ending. I know nobody else liked it, but I did. I, I really, I liked the ending a lot. Uh, I loved it. And goats are creepy. I'm sorry. Super creepy, Black yeah. Phillip. Uh, I wanted a baby goat <laughs> until I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was really well shot. I felt it could have been a short film, meaning, like, I mean, there really was no, I guess, escape for any of these characters. And so you're watching characters that really serve no purpose once you know they're doomed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just kind of, when they're going to die? When's she going to become a witch? When's it going to happen? And it just kind of felt like, it felt like it could have been a shorter movie than what it was, but I thought it was very well made. Uh, I thought it got a little repetitive with, you know, here's shots of trees and creepy music. Here's a close-up of this animal. Here's a close-up of this animal. Here's a close-up of this tree. It's like the way one one shot followed another. You're like, we just saw a shot. (laughs) I mean, mean, it was, you know, they were creating ambiance constantly, which was cool, and it created a a really creepy vibe, and I loved it. I I felt a little bad for Black Phillip, though, because I felt like he got manhandled a couple times, and I was like, all right, you know, I I don't know. I felt a little bad for him. I'm a big animal lover. That got your gut? A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) But, uh. I don't know. I, we had a goat. They're mean. They, they, they can't <laughs> they're mean. She feels the, mean. Uh, the uh, it was totally justified. And so, does, he, does Black <laughs> Phillip have a real name? It's Wahab Chant. Wahab Chaudhry. Yeah, so Wahab Chaudhry did a great job in this film, and I felt you know he didn't get his great touch. acting. Great Wahab. acting. For your Oscar consideration. Working. For your consideration, <laughs> Wahab. Consideration. Best, best farmyard performance. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm still not clear how you felt about it after all that. Did you- I, I liked it. I mean, I did, but I mean, I wasn't like blown away by it. I, I guess it, it felt like a short film that was really stretched out by a lot of atmosphere. Mm. But I liked it. I mean, I thought it was beautiful. I thought the actors were fa- that guy's voice, the dad's voice. Mm-hmm. I want him to just you know talk to me, just call me. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. one of those good read <laughs> the phone book guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll just tell you, I can't even do it, but. Also mixed on this movie. I mean, the 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 level of sort of design and and uh, atmosphere it, it was it was unreal. I mean, it was Kubrickian. Uh, he he clearly the director can't remember his name. Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yeah, he he's clearly a talent, and I'm I'm very curious to see what he does next. And I did feel Nosferatu. Yeah. I don't want to get. Is my it, hopes wasn't up. this his first film? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. It's a production designer. So if he can bring some of this to Nosferatu, that'd be great. Uh, I, I, but it is not. I, yeah, it's not a classic horror film in the way that we sort of think of them. But I, I mean, there there is a witch, to, and and, and uh, <laughs> there's something to be said for that. It, it didn't play with that. I, I shall steal your baby. <laughs> I, I, so I saw this like opening night when it opened. I was really excited for it because the, the hype on it was really high. It is, I agree with there. I think the filmmaking was impeccable. Like, I just, I was really blown away by it. It was, that alone kind of makes the movie worth watching. Um, But I don't know, I think it almost is more surreal and Lynchian than scary, maybe. 
Um, it has, definitely has a few creepy vibes, but so if that's your if that bugs you or, or that's not what you're looking for, you probably you're either a person who probably likes like lights out or you like this. So those are two kind of different takes on horror. I I'm probably again probably going to lean more towards something like lights out. I was. I was impressed by the filmmaking. I was so impressed, and the, and the performances, especially the leader Anna, Anna Taylor Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. yeah, she is terrific. Um, she's terrific in Morgan, which is not terrific. Yeah, and, bad uh, movie, great performance. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the dad, <coughs> actually, all the kids, even the annoying twins, who are deliberately obnoxious. Um, every everybody shines, but in the end, it doesn't shy away from the horror, and it doesn't, it isn't one of these, and I really thought it was going to be one of these movies where, is there really a witch? Is there really anything going on? Is it all in their minds? Are they crazy? And they don't mess around. You know, it's immediate. They, they show you objectively, bad shit is going down. <laughs> so I appreciated that, but in the end, it left me a little cold. Like, I, I kind of shrugged. I, I was impressed by it. I admired it, but I didn't really enjoy it or really like it, and I wasn't necessarily scared by it. And I am a big wuss, so that's saying something. So, <laughs> so you weren't like, yeah, it's it's a movie, <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'm freaking out. But and it's 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 probably a movie I'm not even sure I'd recommend to people unless they're people like us who really enjoy film or or they're or they're hardcore horror fans. Because I don't think the average viewer would be like, it's slow, it's kind of, I didn't yeah. get it. it I think scary. the studio and the way people are talking about it, they completely overestimated the, the the capacity for a wide release on this thing. Because most of the, you know, Joe Normals out there I've met who aren't really into horror were really bored by this. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So I was like, yeah, I think you're... The, the, you're overestimating significantly the patience of the. I, I felt that in the in the audience that I saw it with, I felt them. They're restless. They were kind of muttering mm-hmm. to each other. I just I don't know. It's a movie for everybody, despite no, how impressive. I it don't is. think it is either. So. Uh, well, we're going to move to I know Rob's favorite movie of the year, The Conjuring Two. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Boy, he was passionate in his. his this is not only my. So we're going to go backwards now. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to jump in here and just, just, just. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin it for everybody. Is this is not only my least favorite movie uh, of all the movies that we watched? Is my least favorite movie of the year? I thought this Jeez. movie was relentlessly boring. Is like the most inessential movie ever. I just, I saw it in the theater and I wanted to leave. And if I wasn't with other people, I would have. I just even more so than Carnage Park. Even yeah. I enjoyed Carnage Park more than this. We're <laughs> jumping ahead on that one, but yes. And I tried to stop you all from watching that movie. Yes, and did. I still because my number one thing with a movie is, um, and I think Russ and I are always like this. I don't. Sometimes a movie is bad. It's just bad. It's obnoxious. It's terrible. It's irritating. But if it's boring, that's where I feel like you've wasted my time in a way that I can't get. And The Conjuring 2 wasted my time. I was It was the most boring movie ever. I don't really have anything else to say about it. There isn't one thing I liked about this movie except when it was over. So... Anybody else? Yeah, bad enough that you hated it. It's 134 minutes of you hating oh, it. Oh, that's, I mean... A horror movie is insanely long. Right there alone, you should know that this movie doesn't know what it's doing. It's just, <laughs> there's no reason for this movie to be over two hours. I absolutely hated it. Yes! I hated Conjuring 2. Okay. Um, Vindicated. It, it was boring. I, it, was, it was a bad movie. Yeah. It was just a terrible movie. And I just, I hate the Warrens, though, so much. Like, that's actually a personal vendetta that I have, being a formal paranormal investigator. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate the Warrens so much. And they're pieces of trash that exploit people. I completely agree with that. So anything that's going to be attached to them, like, I had to force myself to watch this movie. Because I was just like, I don't want 
to give them any, you know, money. Is it just me or both conjurings? There's this weird thing where they take it, they take what they're doing so literally, it feels silly. Like almost everybody in the world just, yeah, everything, there's just ghosts. Yeah, and, everything's and, a, a and, demon. And God and Jesus. And, and well, that's, that's, just, who they, feels, that's who they were. But, and, like, and that's fine, but the yeah. movie shows them no skepticism at all. Yeah. It just totally buys into them. Like everything they're saying is real. And it's like it starts and everybody's just like, yeah, totally. I totally agree. That's kind of what. <laughs> just like the part where they turn around when the little girl has the water in her mouth and and they turn, they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. We totally trust that you're speaking through her when she has water in her mouth, but we're not going to look. Yeah. Like, I just was blown away by, by the stupidity of that <laughs> whole that was scene. One I feel I'm in a safe place yeah. now. Other people feel the way I do. I did not hate this movie. I also thought that the first movie was really great. This one is nowhere near as good as the first movie. The first one is a lot of fun. It's a, one of my. Fa- it's just flat out one of my favorite haunted house movies. This one is not even close to being on that list. But I still thought there were good things. The worst thing about it is just that it's over two fucking hours long. Yeah. What were they thinking? <laughs> no horror movie should be over two hours long. It's insane. And a lot of this is just dull. Is there like? Just like come on, we. I know it's important for us to get to know these characters, but you're over playing that hand like crazy and lots of dumb stuff like the stuff i really hate about the warrens came to the forefront in this movie whereas i didn't even notice it in the first one yeah like i just had fun in the first one was like okay i i can totally forget that this is these pair of hoaxers that like confidence tricksters in real life (laughs) i wish they would do a series a horror series about like edgar price or right or is edgar or harry price is that his name no, I think the, it's the one from like the 19th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy was awesome. He was, he invent he uh, investigated Borley Rectory and all these really yeah. really sp- spooky things. I'm like anything yeah. other than these. was like it, yeah. He was a skeptic investigator, but by the end turned around and said, "No, I believe in ghosts now." So I'm like, that's a more interesting story. Yeah. What instead of these two hucksters end it? Don't even get me started on Amityville. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Russell, you want to, uh, yeah. you want to go? Uh, well, well, first, uh, I just like to say from a uh, spoiler alert uh, side, this movie also does not contain any conjuring. I don't know why <laughs> the conjuring movies have actual conjuring. That's a in valid them. point. There's no conjuring. It's never even I didn't occurred see to one me. thing conjured. Yeah, <laughs> no, not, not in movie. not in 134 minutes. There was zero conjuring. Uh, I, I have to agree with everybody. I mean, I don't think I I hated it on the visceral level that that you guys did. I mean, it was it was boring and it. it it was a letdown considering that the first one was such a kind of fun surprise. So I, yeah, I didn't hate the first one as, as much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I thought, I mean, the one thing I really hated was how they were setting up their scares in every scene. It was like peekaboo camera. It'd, like, it'd pan away, then it would go back, and oh, not yet. And it would do it again and again. And you know, like maybe the fifth time they do it, something will be there. But you're not sure. It could be the fourth time, the fifth time, the seventh time. They just keep fucking doing it. And that got old for me. But, I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, they they spent like an it. inordinate amount of time painting on away the family. The and painting away. <laughs> well, that was where that, that seemed to be that whole sequence of, of just, we're going to stick with this family and watch them get haunted by these ghosts. And, and it just, why that's like 45 I, I, minutes. But I love that. that. Family was 
boring. But here's the best part: is old man Bill was a patsy. There's patsy ghosts, like a ghost, like literally was. You know, he had to take the fall. I mean, like ghosts are taking the fall for other people. It's unreal for for demons. There you go. And why is Marilyn Manson wearing a nun outfit? I don't know. (laughs) That was the most distracting thing in this movie. I was like, I'm sorry, it looks exactly like Marilyn Manson. You can't make somebody who looks that much like Marilyn Manson to go. No, it's a demon, not Marilyn Manson. Where you getting that from? It didn't feel unintentional. Yeah, it did. It did not. I mean, if you were going to just cast Marilyn Manson, I've been like, fine, whatever. But you be deliberate. And by the way, if you're the kind of person who's scared by Marilyn Manson, this might be your movie. Right. Yeah, I guess you're, you're probably right on that one. Well, let's go back to something I think that we all enjoyed, which was a premiered on Netflix film by Mike Flanagan, one of two Flanagan films we're talking about this on the show, Hush. Uh, this came out of nowhere for me, and it wasn't something I normally would have pursued because I'm not a big fan of the, like, home invasion, you know, human killer stuff. I'm like, yeah, some of that stuff's all right, but most of it I get kind of bored by. And everyone I knew was saying, no, 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 dude, you seriously have to watch it. And having seen one of uh, Flanagan's previous films and really liking it, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Sure enough, this is really scary stuff, I thought, um, with a, a woman, uh, Kate Siegel, who plays a deaf and mute author who's living out in the middle of the woods. And then dude starts showing up outside of her house in a mask like, I'm going to kill you. What that's, you gonna do? That's the whole story. That's yeah, the whole story. I think that's you just captured that in a nutshell. It's pretty scary. I I love Tush. Um, Flanagan's hot right now. Like he is yeah. he is moving. And I I really liked Oculus, and mm-hmm. so I was like, sure, let's you know Netflix, nothing to lose. And um, I really liked this movie. I thought it was a solid film. Um, I liked the premise a lot. I, I, I'm also not a big home invasion fan, but I really liked the idea of like, holy shit, what if you were, you know, deaf mute, what, what would you do in these kinds of situations? And of course, you know, strong female, woo, you know, um, but it was really great. Uh, that, that one part where, um, there was one part that I was like, oh, I can't watch this where like with the patio door but um, oh yeah yeah that part was rough to watch yeah, sure i'll do that intake of yeah, breath <laughs> ouch um but i thought it was a solid film i liked it and i think flanagan's gonna do some great stuff next year yeah um i liked it okay i like flanagan i like uh, absentee i thought that was fantastic very creative um uh my my only issue with it was that it was just so paper thin it was it, it felt like which it was. I mean, like, he and his wife, who's the lead actress, uh, Kate Siegel, uh, they wrote it together. They had a concept in mind, and they wrote it. And it's it's a concept-driven film. It's, it's you know, it's, hey, here's a woman who's, you know, uh, deaf-mute, and let's see what happens when she gets, you know. And that's, that's, it was so paper-thin, but at the same time, there were shots in this movie, like when she's using her computer and the guy's trying to break in. It's so well shot. Or when she's like, you know, the guy, you see... There's moments, I don't want to give anything away, but there's moments where you see things in the background happening that she's unaware of, and it shot so well. The concept's so damn cool that it paid off for me in, in the concept. But but again, it was like, I have no reason why the guy was there. No information's given, nothing that matters. He walks around the house at least 35, 40 times. <laughs> just walks in circles. He's just fucking with her. Just fucking with yeah. her. I mean, but, you know, it's sometimes you have movies where, you know, they're, they're, I mean, that's just all you got to do, I guess. I mean, I know a lot of people hated it. Some really? people loved it. I yeah, know a lot of reviews people yeah. hate it. Like, it's stupid, makes no sense, why is he there, blah, blah, blah. People want answers, and yeah. you get none. That's but one of those, like, you are trying to analyze this guy like he's not an insane person. Right. <laughs> sure, sure. But, I mean, watch the news. Yeah. You know, if you want that. If you want to watch a story, follow. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, which I liked it. 
Uh, not my favorite, but I didn't hate it. I, I definitely, you know, mm. I liked it. Fair enough. Uh, I already picked this as my favorite uh, movie of these that we watched, and and probably my favorite horror film of the year. Not that it's uh, the scariest, uh, but it is. It was really solid. It was a really great surprise, and and it just it came out of nowhere. I, I, I and yeah, the, the concept should have crashed and burned with inside of 20 minutes the fact that they were able to keep it going keep it exciting mm-hmm. and the the lead actress was great and she co-wrote the movie as we discussed so that was that was really interesting and yeah i think flanagan's a, a really cool director so. should I, to have team her up with Stephen lang from don't breathe and like have like a sort of like. yeah <laughs> i mean i think if you like <laughs> yeah, just bumping into each other for like three hours. Um, I think it's about see no evil, hear no evil. Oh, God. Um, no, I, yeah, this this was something I I didn't. I mean, I had seen Oculus, which I really liked. I didn't think it totally stuck the landing, but I thought it was a pretty pretty smart movie. And um, I was like, this guy's a better than average horror director. And I have pretty mixed feelings on the Blumhouse Factory movies. I think a lot of times they're. Um, you know they're they're kind of a letdown. This uh, so Flanagan kind of it falls into that kind of category where I thought, oh, he's just going to be kind of one of these junkie. He is not. He writes really smart, sharp scripts. Um, he's a really good director. He does a lot with a little, which I'm always impressed by. And he um, this, I, you know, I didn't I didn't have any expectations that may have helped. Like you said, like it was one of these things where oh, this is a movie on Netflix, and I and check it out. I, I think it played at the Draft House here in Austin briefly, and I tried to go see it, and times didn't line up. But um, so I, I had no expectations. I, I had such a good time, just from start to finish. It's a contraption. It's a it's a fun kind of roller coaster movie. Um, and I think my biggest thing with it is um, people make smart decisions, which is a huge problem with almost every horror movie ever. Is at some point people do dumb things, and it takes me out of the movie. Everybody in this movie constantly makes smart decisions. The bad guy makes smart decisions. The heroine makes smart decisions. Everybody's acting in a way that makes sense emotionally and um, that kept me in the movie because that's hard to do a lot of times with a, a horror movie or a suspense movie like this yeah. you can't do it they have to do something stupid because otherwise the movie's like they just use the phone and call the cops why would you you know and in this movie she's helpless in a, in a lot of ways that um, would would sort of uh, you know, make the movie end like Russ said after like ten minutes. You're like, oh, she's toast. And instead, she constantly does something smart. And I think, and this is a big thing with me, it uses technology well, computers and phones and texting. And, and I, I like that a lot because I think that's something we all do. And because that's in the movie, it really worked well for me. I, I was a big fan. Like, I think if you're looking for a fun movie, if you like Don't Breathe or, or, or Ten Cloverfield Lane or a lot of other movies on this list, this is right up your alley. It's a blast. So it, it used everything but an Apple Watch, which would have really helped right. her. Out. Uh, yes, that would have really yeah, helped her. It would have been. She should have had a computer on her at all times. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's move back to theatrical release with Blair Witch, originally titled The Woods, until it's revealed. No, suckers! It's actually the Blair Witch Project Part Two. There already was a Blair Witch Part Two. No, there wasn't. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> 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 as far as this series is concerned, this brings out. Uh, like a horror team that's very big right now. Adam Wingard is the director and Simon Barrett as the writer who did one of my favorite horror movies the last several years, The Guest, so together. Good. So, so good. And then, uh, oh, what was the other one? You're the, next. You're next. You're Thank next. you. Uh, really nice guys as well. This movie did not turn everybody on, to be sure. In fact, I know some people who really hated it. I know not everybody here in the room got to see this either, but I, I am not a fan of the original Blair Witch. I, I'm not a fan. In fact, I outright hate it. I think it's useless. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not the world's biggest found footage guy either, 
But I saw it and I was like, wow, that was an hour and a half of people doing nothing with no ending. And I hated every character in it. So why would I watch that? Uh, this one felt like the movie I thought I was getting from all the hype with the original Blair Witch Project. I was like, oh, now this is what they were talking about. Why didn't they just show us this in the first place? I had a lot of fun with this. Hmm. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> um, I loved the first Blair Witch. I was all aboard the hype train. I, I didn't even, I saw it much later, like a year after it was released. So I knew, you know, it wasn't real. But I really, I mean, it was my first like real found footage film. And I just, I was into it. This one, I got opening night tickets because I was super pumped. And then I just got really sad because I didn't, I didn't like this that much. I mean, I didn't hate it. But, um, you know, I just sat in the theater going, really? This It's basically just, I mean, I was bored. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was bored. Well, I, I didn't get the chance to watch this, but looking at, like, notes here, they spent $5 million to make a found footage movie with that no much. animated creature. And the, um, the I movie feels that way. So, so that's an excellent question, and yes. And the movie suffers from that. I am with you. I And I am I'm pretty much... I am not a fan of the found footage genre really at all. It's a really difficult genre to make work for me. At a certain point, your actors look stranded. They look silly. You lose the premise. Um, I thought uh, this – I found – I have my problems with the first Blair Witch, but I get why it is the movie that it is. It's a landmark film. I think that it's a movie – I remember one of the first things someone had ever written about it was Night Looks Like Night in the Blair Witch in the first one. It, it felt like you were really – Somewhere, and while Chris is right, it, it wanders. It sort of it sort of goes all over. But it they had done a really good job with a with a sort of you are there quality, and that was I think it felt still really novel for found footage. Like wow, this does feel like unedited moments, and um, and I think that it was you know the the the, the um, performances were improvised in the first one, and it, it felt that way. And I this one. Um, I'm not a huge Wingard fan, the director. I, I think his stuff usually lets me down a little bit. I did not love your next. I think The Guest is probably the movie of his I like the most. This one, everything that the first one got right, this one gets wrong. It goes for gross-out stuff rather than creep-out. It, 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 um, you're right with the $5 million, Like They have all this gear, and so they have multiple cameras, which the first one didn't. And so they're cross-cutting between, like, ear camera. I don't even think it really exists. And a drone. Yeah, and, and the big drone. thing was, and that was the biggest, as a filmmaker, I read, like, oh, they use a drone. I was like, okay, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's great. Like, that makes sense. Like, you're updating Blair Witch. Everything with the drone, it looks like someone who just got a drone for Christmas. It goes nowhere. It's stupid. And there's a payoff to it that it's barely a payoff. That I, that I, I agree with. Yeah, it's, a, it's the biggest waste of an idea. And the whole movie feels that way to me. And it, it wanders. And also, it feels very scripted. And then they start to use CGI, which the first one doesn't. They use a lot of, like, CGI towards the end. And it becomes very elaborate. And everything that makes the first one sort of work isn't present in this movie. I, it, This movie really lucked out that Conjuring 2 came out. That's all I have to say because I just <laughs> – otherwise this would probably be, like, I just wanted this to be over movie. Like, I, I felt like you – like, I just – I rolled. Like, what a missed opportunity. And um, I, I think Russ said the best thing and he said – if you took the name Blair Witch off this movie, why would anyone care? Yeah. And you wouldn't. It would be an average found footage movie. There's nothing exceptional about this film at all. So 
I, I, maybe maybe there's something I missed, like with Chris, but I just I I can't. I, can't I, I mean, like I said, it comes down to you keep saying everything that made the first movie good. Yeah. I'm like, I can't think of anything that made the first movie good. I, I just I, I, I really it is in my top ten least favorite horror movies of wow. all time. Wow. Honest. I don't understand what people. I, I can still see that viewpoint. But I don't get it for this one. I just, it's still, it's just, it's just, there's nothing exceptional about this movie. It is, it is a movie that deserved its fate. It was too bad. It was a real missed opportunity. I, so. I didn't see it, but, uh, <laughs> I, I was just going to say though, as far as you not liking the, the original Blair Witch, I still think the, regardless of the execution of the original Blair Witch, the idea of the original Blair Witch is probably one of the greatest ideas I've ever heard for a horror movie. What, so the found footage, yeah, the, idea? just the just that idea because you know it wasn't back, the first found footage. Film, it wasn't, but fair. the idea that and and how they pulled it off and and sort of what what they were going for, I still think is one of the like I still remember it would played at Sundance and just reading that that one line description. I thought that is an amazing idea for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like and you, just convincing so many people. Yeah. And, oh, no. And they, I, the guys who, who did the marketing, the marketing is great. Are, are the heroes of the world of marketing. But the idea like they that... Are, they are... That was such incredible talent involved in just coming up with that type of marketing. And it worked. Well, the marketing is like, great, but I, I'm with Russ. I still think the logline that, you know, the pitch that these filmmakers went out there to, to see if this, this witch was out there and they, or Vavitch or however you want to say and, uh, and when they, and we found that this is their footage. This is what we found. Cause we never found them. That's a really, that's a movie. I yeah. mean, that's an idea. It's and, and, uh, I think we, all these other films have been chasing that dragon ever since. Well, at least the found footage. Sense. Yeah, as yeah. far as found footage, yeah. So, are they just going to call the next film Blair? Uh, <laughs> I actually was, I would say that uh, what was the second one called? Sh- Book of Shadows. Shadow. Book of Shadows. Shadow. Shadow. That one was better than this. One. Oh, I agree. No, I would agree. Yeah, I, at least Shadow, I will say better. the Goth Girl was very hot in that. But it I just guess. had a better premise. I mean, it was a solid. Things were, film. It had things going on. It had ideas. Yeah. It's not a great film in any way. No, no, no. Not even in the least. Kelly Hernandez is from Austin, Texas. Is she really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I hope she didn't. Yeah, come. the cast struggles. They're not bad, but the movie. Well, the Summers brothers work at this bar, Callie. So if you're listening to this, you can, I'll tell you where it is. You can go punch them in the face. <laughs> I thought she was great. I thought the only redeeming part of that I movie didn't is see when the that movie. chick got snapped in half. That was the best part of the movie. All right, so let's move on to one of the one, another one that was on pretty much every list I could find, which is a South Korean horror thriller called. The Wailing. Now, it's actually been a little while since I've watched this one, so someone who's watched it more recently might want to give the description of the synopsis here. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to... to it's, it's basically the story of this small village in... Uh, I don't know. They're in, it's South Korea. Yeah, yeah South, South Korea. Korea. Okay, and they... Where um, uh, the local policeman uh, starts to suspect that there's a mysterious Japanese stranger, and um, he may be responsible for a rash of crime, violence, and sickness that's infecting the village. And he's not probably the most capable policeman. Like, basically, people turning into zombies for all extents and purposes. Yeah. There's some of that, yeah. Like, rage zombie. There's there's multiple yeah. things like that, yeah. Is that is that a good description? Did, did you like it? Did I like it? Yeah. Um, so I'm a huge fan of the other two movies this director made, uh, the Yellow, the Yellow Sea and, uh, The Chaser. I didn't even know it was the same director. Oh, I was I really, Chaser. yeah, The Chaser wow. was really terrific. Um, he is an incredibly talented director as far as visuals and, and performance and, and tone and staging. I mean, the guy's just super talented in the way that some of those directors that come out of Korea are just amazing. Mm. Um, so I was pretty excited. I, I thought the hero was a really interesting hero. 
I really liked him. He's he's sort of this doughy sort of scaredy cat, and uh, he's not particularly the right guy for the right thing. Um, the movie is interesting, but I felt at a certain point it didn't have any rules to what was happening. And I, after a while, it just felt arbitrary to me. I was like, this is, okay, so so like, like you're saying, like, are they zombies? Are they, is there violence? Is, is this guy? And then the guy they keep investigating, they just keep going back to his house over and over again. And, and I was like, we're just doing we're just here again and it's a very it's a long movie oh my God. um but I did find it. Um, I did find uh, it is a very long movie. That is for sure. But it's 156 I, minutes. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> I did find a lot of sequences pretty pretty interesting. Um, there's certainly a great atmosphere to the film. Uh, some creepiness. It's but I do think it's a movie that need a little bit more focus. As probably all his first two movies did as well. They're all a little long. Um, Didn't you feel like this would have made a good miniseries? Like a like three or four episode show? I still think it would suffer from... He needed, to, he needed to focus in on what was happening. Although, I will say, I did not see the, the last 30-minute twist in this movie coming at all. Yeah, me neither. And um, so I thought that was pretty good. And the kid in the movie is amazing. And they asked her to do some of the most amazing, scary kid acting since, um, since The Exorcist. So I was impressed by that, but... I don't know, Russ. You liked it better than I did. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it probably a lot more than you did. Uh-huh. But I, I agree that it, it doesn't have a classic structure, so it, it meanders a little bit. Um, I, I think the thing that I loved the most about it was I, I was sort of reminded of uh, what John Landis said about uh, American Werewolf in London, which was he he was intrigued by this idea of. If, if we encountered something supernatural, we as modern people would be completely unprepared physically and mentally to deal with it. And, and I felt that this was – that's what this movie reminded me of. Particularly there's one scene where these five um, very able-bodied men have to deal with this single supernatural threat. And they are woefully unprepared for it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's in that, broad daylight, and, and they're armed. And it is an amazing. I thought that was an amazing sequence. It was. It was something that you've seen in other horror movies, but the way it played out and the tension was, I thought, entirely new. Yeah, yeah. You know, five people aren't enough for your average supernatural. Two of whom are police officers. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, unless one of your people is Kurt Russell, then you pretty much <laughs> need more people. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I actually had a really busy week and purposely kept skipping this one because that that because run time, time, the yeah. run time just scared the shit out of me. I'm like, what do I? I can't spend three hours right now. I just had a busy week, so I uh, fan of the director. I'll watch it eventually, um, but that run time, I, I just ran from it. So. Yeah, fair enough. I was, oh my gosh, it was excruciating to watch this film because I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like. I think at three of those times that they went to the Japanese guy's house could have been cut out and nothing would have been lost in the, mm-hmm. from the film. I understand that they were trying to build characters, especially the the main guy. Um, the But it just it fell flat for me. The mm-hmm. little girl is, for me, the hero of this movie because her... She just her performance was so bone chilling. It was such a good performance. But otherwise... Um, I, I guess I'm ambivalent about this film. Yeah, I think I'm more or less where the rest of you guys are on this one. I was kind of surprised it got as strong a reaction as it did from the yeah. from all over the place. Because it's a series of really good ideas that don't really totally fuse together very well. In two hours and 36 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it just at points drags on. And, like, it's not really till that last 30 minutes that I was b- bought in. That I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'm awake now. 
That, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. But most of it, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty. And that, hey, that was cool. But what the hell is that? There was a lot of stuff. I still don't know what the fuck happened in the, in the yeah, movie. Yeah, there's a afterwards. sequence where they hire like a shaman to do this thing. And then yeah. the kid starts to freak out. And then they're like, stop the shaman. And I was like... It looks like it's working. I don't yeah. know, and they, and you know, you, they don't. It doesn't make any sense. Clearly, and then the shaman the leaves and then comes back. Yeah, and that whole part was just really super. Yeah, like, I, is, I got it, but it this was isn't uneating. this is a movie that I think would be incredibly effective at about 145 minutes. Well, uh, the, to round out our part one of our two part uh, best of 2006 series, I thought 16 series. I thought we'd talk about the television, and I know one of the things that Rob, you were saying one of your favorite things in horror this year was a television show. Yeah. Um, I I was sad because I, I I did probably my favorite horror because I some of these things I, I you could you could debate if they're horror if they're suspense if they're action or but straight up probably the best my favorite horror thing that I that I watched this year was Channel Zero on the Sci Fi Channel um, it's based on a, a, a series um, from the internet called Creepy Pasta mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is these kind of uh, st- horror stories that use the internet and internet tropes to tell um, kind of scary stuff. The Thin Man, I think, is the most famous one. And Slender this may- Man. Or the Slender, Slender Man, yeah. Man. The, and I think the, the um, Thin Man is a story about yes, this. Yes, um, So uh, th- this one is based on probably one of the two or three most famous ones, and it's called uh, Candle Cove, where this guy um, talks about remembering this really terrifying, weird uh, puppet show as a kid. And I was like, they're they're going to turn into a uh, an anthology six episode thing on sci fi, and they really did a great job with it. It is not tight; it's it's definitely uneven in places. Um, but one of the writers on Hannibal was behind it, and I have to say, I thought this was just the feeling of dread and arbitrary weirdness is phenomenal. I just loved it. It was the thing I look forward to watching most every week it was on. So I need to go back and finish it. I'm only three episodes in. It's two and a half, really. And my problem is the lead actor, who's one of those guys that whenever I see him in anything... Schneider, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I see him in anything, I'm always like, oh, you're so wormy. He he is not (laughs) the best lead. I I do feel like with television, you need a really compelling lead. You need somebody Mm -hmm. who's a TV star. He's probably not that guy. He's Mm -hmm. a little... But I think... Unfortunately, everyone in this show is so much directed to underplay things, and I think he really went out of his way to underplay things. So he may not be the best lead, and I agree. He's probably not um, one of the best reasons to watch the show, but the show itself was genuinely weird and creepy, and I just I just love the atmosphere in it. And so it's, what, it's only six episodes. It's right? only six episodes, and they're not even an hour each. So and I believe there's a, the next one starts... In 2017, yeah, like early on, which is a totally different story of six episodes. Yeah, so I, 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 Russ, you're, yeah, I got. Well, as much as I'd love to disagree with Rob, I actually (laughs) agree with him on this, and I thought it was, it was also probably. My favorite horror thing that I watched this year. Yeah, wow. I would say I, I just, I just, it just, it just hit the Summers Brothers where we live. It's just <laughs> our kind of horror. Yeah, I just, I think for me, the best thing about horror is that is the because I think that comes up a lot is atmosphere and dread and the feeling of this sort of apocalyptic. You can't whatever this thing is, everybody knows about it, and it started to infect everything. And I think that runs through this show in a really interesting way. So, 
I mean, it's a good thing, you know, what you're saying for the sci-fi channel, because I feel like, you know, the complaint being the lead not being as strong as he yeah. should was because a lot of the content they produced over years is going to draw people away from that brand. Mm-hmm. But it, they're making better and better shows now because TV is just, I mean, they're becoming, you know, a powerhouse. Yeah, sci-fi and channel so, is doing some genuinely good work right now. And they're going to start attracting more and more talent, and, you know, that will change. I'm that weird dork who's really obsessed with Winona Earp. I'm the one guy you know watching Winona Earp and like, I can't wait for the next season. <laughs> you're not the only, actually, you're not the only person to recommend that one. So you're not alone out there. Oof. There are others. Oof. But I, I would say if you haven't, uh, channel, give Channel Zero, give it a couple episodes, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was really, that was really exceptional for me. I watched the first episode and I was intrigued by it, but it was, it's, I find it increasingly difficult for me to like plan a time to watch a television episode, yeah. you know, especially around Halloween, you know, it's, it's just I just I'll wait for it to come out on Netflix and then I'll binge watch it. Excellent. Well, I, I got to say for me the downright I think one of the best horror things I saw this year was the television series of The Exorcist, oh, which yeah. no I, one yeah, expected I was going to be any good. Any, I and still haven't watched that. One oh. person at a time, I've been like turning people and going, I swear to You're God, just give it a try. <laughs> and like you, like Jason Murphy got hooked way in. Murphy hooked me. Is this he hooked too? Okay. <laughs> It's so good. Gene, uh, it's so nice to see uh, Gina Davis w- playing another like big role again. Uh, she's like the lead character, Angela Rance, whose daughter, and not the daughter you think it is at first, has, is getting possessed by a demon. And you're like, okay, so great, whatever. It's a remake of The Exorcist. No, no. it's not. And that's one of the keys to so why what you, this is What is, is it so like? Because I, I, it is a show I should have already watched by now, and for some reason I just haven't sat down and watched yet. Yeah. You just Man. really care about these characters. Uh, the two guys who play the priests are really different types of people who both have their own real serious issues going on in their yeah. life with being a priest. You know, but like very differently, like because they don't really approach that in the ex- the original Exorcist. This is a very different take on that. Um, and that that point when you know what's actually happening, which is around episode five, I think, where you're like, oh shit, you know, that moment where a camera pans out and zooms in at the same time on your face, so you're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's it's pretty people. shocking. How like, do they oh sustain God. the premise? Well, so. For, I'll first start it by when I first heard the show about the show, it was like really that it's a cash grab. I yeah, don't and it's see on this Fox. Show. You're yeah. like, yeah. yeah come and on. then I watched it. It's unreal good. Like, and uh, the one thing they really tackle well, which people never thought of, being an exorcist priest mm-hmm. is very hard because you can't ever let anybody be close to you or have any flaws in your life because that will be what a demon will will use against you. Mm-hmm. And so the entire premise is, you know, it's got a young priest and an old priest type, you know, storyline. Yeah, but. The young older, priest, right? oh, no, old, yeah, yeah. No older. He's not old. He's probably like mid forties, late forties. Yeah. But um, the whole the whole storyline is, you know, he doesn't want this young guy even around because he, he sees all the flaws in this character, mm-hmm. and this guy just keeps fucking up and fucking up, and yet and even he's though making, he's got a purer heart than the older, he definitely got a purer heart. Yeah. But this guy, it's again like if you're going to be an exorcist, it's a, it's a life of loneliness, and yeah. it's really well done, and it's really graphic. And then of course, as graphic there's as it can be. secrets inside the family where the girls oh, yeah. possessed that you find out have something to do with why this happened in the first place, and then there's the weird thing that was not doesn't feel at all from the original Exorcist series is that they set up, there is a giant conspiracy going on of Satanists to bring hell back to earth and assassinate the Pope who was going on Did a you tour read the of book? Chicago a long time See, ago. See, I never read the book and somebody told me it was actually more close to the actual book. Was that book. in there? Yeah, in apparently the they're taking over more than just a little girl, but they actually yeah. have plans of... This you know, is just down. a step in, in a bigger oh, yeah. plan. Interesting. So, 
Because the other uh, Exorcist uh, show that I was tried out, speaking of Adam Wingard, was was Outcast, and I didn't care for that at all. I, I thought that was a I, huge I really liked it, but it felt like the it needs to speed this along yeah. a bit. Okay. The Yo, first you'll season. like this, dude. All right, I'm excited. Really, really good. Right, this is great I'm news. definitely excited. Really good. All right, well, that brings us to the end of part one, and in another day or two, I'll put up part two for so you can listen to the rest of our selections. Thank you, guys, and until then... Keep screaming? I don't know. Something. That's cute. <laughs> <The> keep screaming? <laughs> ah, that's a terrible scream. I'd make a terrible scream queen. <laughs>